0: A podcast. It is the Five Observations with Big Jim. I am your host. Big Jim, you can hear me on Tuesday nights, the Huddle Up Podcast live, uh, with my co-hosts, uh, Matt, EJ, and student of the game Kyle Nash. Uh, as we uh will continue to be live through the duration of the NFL playoffs. So uh still a few more weeks of that, and then we move into our off season program, uh, where we uh put out uh just podcast episodes. Um you know th- throughout the the weeks and and we may take a short break um, after the NFL season is over but that'll be uh, determined uh, make sure you are following along with us at Huddle Up Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube as well as on all podcast platforms. Make sure you are, you are subscribed, share the show and I uh, get our merchandise over at tpublic.com. Uh, as I'm recording this one it is uh post game um post divisional round uh sunday night uh january the 22nd um and uh we might as well dive right into it uh one non football uh observation from this week and, and and this is a guy that is a as a Hershey Bears fan of the American Hockey League um he uh he brought multiple Calder Cups um and a and a winning foundation to the Hershey Bears in the in the early uh, or the late uh, aughts, I guess they're called the, the, the 2000 to 2010 decade. Um, Bruce Boudreau was fired today, uh, as head coach of the, uh, Vancouver Canucks. Um, and it's not that he is fired, but it is this, the situation in the scenario around which he was fired that the Vancouver Canucks, uh, should be embarrassed of themselves. Uh, Bruce took over a, a, a terrible Canucks team last year. Uh, he's a massive 50, 40, and 13 record with the team, and I know that doesn't sound uh, that great, but uh, this is a team that is void of talent, um, void of a star, uh, and and uh, really just is not, um, is not that great, uh, and Bruce did his best. He took over a, a horrible team last year and turned them into a pretty positive team. And, uh, and then this year, um, you know, was doing the best that he could all things considered, but, uh, just nothing really to show for it. Um, he is 617, 342 and 128 as an NHL head coach. He has taken over multiple losing teams, uh, and, and has turned them, uh, into, to more winning seasons than losing seasons. Um, it's been, uh, for the last few weeks, maybe over a month, there's been rumors that the Canucks were looking to make a coaching change. Uh, Canucks management basically came public and had said that Bruce was their coach for now, but was open about the fact that they were searching for other opportunities. Uh, so they have a coach that, uh, basically changed the Washington Capitals fortune from a loser franchise, into an eventual Stanley Cup champion once he was no longer there, um, but changed the foundation of that team, Uh, was successful in Minnesota and Anaheim, and then was somewhat successful in his uh, short tenure with the Canucks. And they basically made him a lame duck with, with really saying that he is going to be fired as their head coach eventually, but they just wouldn't say when um Bruce Boudreaux is is probably one of the most genuine people uh in hockey he uh has a a passion for the game and is uh just a genuine likable person um and deserved better than what the Canucks gave him um it's fine if a management wants to move on from a coach. I mean, it's uh, hockey's a business. Sports are a business. If the business isn't working, changes are going to be made. That that that's a, that's a part of life. Um but Bruce deserved better than what the Canucks did and and uh it's pretty gross uh, Rick Tockett is their new head coach. Um and I hope them nothing but failure um with their organization moving forward. Uh, my second observation and, and I'm going to go kind of one by one through the games this weekend and and offer uh just just um not necessarily about the winner we will talk about um we'll talk about winners and losers um on Huddle Up Podcast this week. But um and as I'm recording here the the news about Tony Pollard, uh, he was injured in the um in the game uh earlier today he uh he broke uh broke his uh what is it let me see his broken fibula. Uh he'll need surgery. So um yeah, he wouldn't have been available, obviously, for the uh for the duration if the if the uh Cowboys would have won the night, but they didn't. More on that later. Um The Jaguars lost to the Chiefs uh on Saturday night. Um but man, the Jaguars should not uh should not be upset. They should be they should I mean, well, they should be upset because they lost. Um, but they should be thrilled uh in the long run with with what they did this season, despite losing yesterday to Kansas City. Um you are talking about a team that went one and fifteen in twenty twenty. They went three and fourteen last year. Um they started off poorly this year. Everybody was ready to write this season off. Uh, except for Doug Peterson, except for Trevor Lawrence, except for the entire Jaguars team, and they ended up going nine and eight and winning the the uh, AFC South. Uh, they got a playoff win last week in the wild card, super wild card round. Sorry, it was super. It was super, guys. Um, and you know they they lost the the Chiefs this weekend, but I mean, look, this team really, if you if you're looking at the the broad scheme of it, um they kind of arrived earlier than expected. And this team is going to be really good, um, it, it, at least for the next handful of years, may, maybe longer depending how the roster gets managed. Um, and, and and not not just within their division. I mean, they're, they're set up to rule that division. The Colts are a mess. The Texans are a mess. The Titans are kind of on a downslope and at and kind of a crossroads with that organization. So the, the Jags are going to rule the South. Um, and unless they screw themselves up here for a while, um, but really with, with the young talent on that team, a, a really, really good head coach, the guy that should be your NFL coach of the year. We'll find that out on February 9th. Um, but I mean, you lost to a better team. Um, you know, it, you know, I know Mahomes got hurt. That played into it, but you got close. You were close, um, but you lost to a better team. Well, the The Chiefs are in what their fifth straight AFC title game. Um, so you know that that that's the benchmark. That's the benchmark for Jacksonville. Every other team in the AFC, but barring Cincinnati and what what happens next week. More on that later. Um, but but Jacksonville um really had a good year. And uh ha- it has a f- solid foundation uh moving forward. and uh you know, uh you know, I, I saw the the post game where-, where Trevor Lawrence was in the in the locker room or in the in the tunnel, um greeting each his team when they were like coming off the field last night after the loss. You know, I saw like a a, a-, a tweet a couple weeks ago that-, that that it was Trevor Lawrence. they were coming out of the tunnel and he was just kind of in in focused game mode, and somebody was like, this guy couldn't motivate me out of a wet paper bag and I'm like and I, and I see that tweet and then I see uh, Lawrence um, you know on the uh, in the tunnel greeting his team and, and greeting his teammates as, as they were leaving and I think, man, um, whoever tweeted that a couple weeks ago just doesn't get it because this guy's a leader and he's gonna be great uh, for years to come uh my third observation this week the, the the Philadelphia Eagles basically walked into the NFC title game next week um and here's the thing the Eagles are the best team in the in, in the NFC uh the number one seed uh they were they've been the number one seed pretty much the whole way through uh last team that was undefeated so it, it doesn't surprise me what happened in Philly last night uh, it doesn't surprise me that 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 they beat the Giants uh, mercilessly, easily, embarrassingly. Um, because that that's kind of basically what I expected to happen. Um, maybe not thirty-eight to seven bad, but but pretty bad. Um, look, and and this isn't, and I know, uh, uh Ernest EJ Christian, uh. Co-host of the Huddle Up podcast and host of uh, countless audio feeds under the banner of the earnestly speaking media. Bing. Um. Probably won't believe me talking about his alleged favorite team, the New York Giants. But but what I'm what I'm saying about them is not meant to be an insult. It's more of an observation, if you will. Um, the Giants are an average team who overachieved all year. They got their asses kicked by one of the best teams in the NFL. Um, I think the Giants benefited from an, an NFC that had teams that dramatically underperformed through a large portion of the season. Detroit, Green Bay. Um, Seattle, even though Seattle got into the playoffs, um, the Rams, the Cardinals. Can I keep going or does that add up? Yeah. I don't think Washington was supposed to be better than New York, Chicago. No teams in the South. Nope. See, I think I covered them. But yeah, I think the Giants benefited from an NFC that just wasn't as good as it, 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 it was supposed to be. Or we thought it would be, or thought it could be, I don't know. Um, But that's what the Giants were. The Giants weren't good enough to win. They beat the Vikings, good on them. They weren't good enough to beat the Eagles, they never were. Um, Jalen Hurts reminded people, again, I get it, it's against the Giants. Kind of like I talked about Dak Prescott last week. Beating the Buccaneers, but more on that later. Jalen Hurts reminded everyone that when he's there and when he's healthy, he makes the Eagles dangerous. He also may have proved that he should be in the uh, should be the MVP. Like I said, he was a f- few weeks back. Um, I know that that his performance last night will have no impact on the regular season MVP, but. It, it, it may have nothing else prove that he should probably uh and I'm sure he was in the conversation but he maybe should have been the conversation because the Eagles are dangerous when he is there and he is healthy um a lot I've seen a lot of people talking about Nick Sirianni and his antics quote unquote for lack of a better word uh not only last night but throughout this season. Um, but also last night, I think what there was the, 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 the kind of like jawing into the camera, the running down on the sideline, jawing at the official when he called the timeout. Um, here's the deal. Do I care about Nick Sirianni's antics? No, I don't care. Um, they should, they should be loved by Philly fans, by Eagles fans they should be hated by everybody else maybe not hated they should be hated by rival teams they should just be like whatever to everybody else if you want to be annoyed by him sure if you don't it doesn't matter like but he feels like perfect for Philly right like just this guy that wasn't supposed to be good that we were told by the like media and everybody, like because he had what a bad press conference, that he wasn't going to be good, and he wears like the 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 goofy t shirts on certain game weeks, and he's like cheering to his fan to the Eagles fans in in visiting cities, like those are the antics that like were you know, like they 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 should be unliked by a uh, by opponents like you're like and they should be beloved by like Eagles fans like that's that's the deal right and if Sirianni's your coach like if he were to not be the Eagle with the Eagles anymore and he was hired by the Colts I'm sure Colts fans would love that who are now hating it or with like the Raiders and it like it, so I just you know if you're a if you're good if you're a rival of the Eagles you're gonna hate what their coach does no matter what like, people are just making such a big deal about it, man. Like, let it go. Like, is the guy not supposed to be, like, pumped up? Like, what? I don't know. Um. Fourth observation, uh, the Bengals may just be the team, like, that team of destiny this year. And, and for the record, and I already, I already spoke to a uh, host of the Five for Fighting podcast here on the uh, Huddle Up Podcast Incorporated. Bing. Um, I already spoke to our our resident Bengal fan, Mike Bernier. Um, my loyalty, my bandwagon has been hitched to the Bengals. This, of course, because my Dallas Cowboys with another huge embarrassing failure. But more on that later. Um, the the like, man, the Bengals, and now it looked like it was going to be a lot worse than the final score ended up being um and maybe weather played into that i thought the weather might play a little bit more into the factor and help the the bills a little bit more it ended up not but the the um the the bengal's man are just really really that good And since he just dominated them in in Buffalo, in the weather, like we were were told like all year, right, like by a lot of people, if the Bills were to get home field, that they were going to be a problem, that they were going to be almost unbeatable, that Bills team like didn't show up, man. Like where were they and i'm sure it was emotional i'm not i'm not trying to separate the emotion of demar hamlin being in the building today and what an amazing story and i and i continue to i hope for continued uh positive recovery for demar hamlin but like you would you would think like that would give him like an extra boost but like did it distract the bills i don't know i don't want to put that on him but the Bills just did not show up at home today. And maybe it is that just Cincinnati is that damn good. Um, you know, I, I questioned the Bills all season. That they couldn't put teams away, couldn't put bad teams away, that they were they, they, they were suspect against good teams. And they couldn't they couldn't get it done at home. So I guess it's probably good we didn't give them an AFC title when they were 5 and 1 at their bye week. Um in Cincinnati like they've been playing with this this chip on their shoulder, right? Like so I feel like since, you know, the the events of week 17 and the NFL's decision that the the, the, whole, the coin flip thing I feel like that that sent the Bills into like this this or the Bengals, excuse me, into like this different dimension where they are just pissed. And they're playing with this chip on their shoulder about the coin flip scenario with them in Baltimore. Um, And man, like I'm looking, I'm just a, a slight look ahead to next week. Um, I, I think the Bengals have the edge, even at full strength. I mean, Joe Burrow seems to kind of own the Bengals, or to, yeah, own the. He does own the Bengals. He's he's the owner of the Cincinnati Bengals, um, but he kind of like owns the Chiefs too, um, if you if you really kind of look at, at what they've been able to do against, like Mahomes and company, in in, in the short time that that uh, Joey Burr has been there. Um but man if, if mahomes is hurt you know we saw him uh, suffer the ankle injury um if he's out long term or not out long term but if he if he misses next week or he's limited next week um you got to you got to think the, the 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 chiefs are in a little bit of trouble and i think the bengals have the edge there uh fifth and final observation uh final game from this weekend uh the 49ers defeat the Dallas Cowboys um, in what was a defensive battle and offensive struggle. Um, but my fifth observation is if the, the 49ers play like they did today, I don't think they're good enough to beat the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, the Cowboys' defense was the best defense that um, the 49ers have seen down this run. Um, and, and Brock Purdy looked human. He looked human. I mean, if you look at the numbers, like this isn't a slight on Brock Purdy, this isn't me trying to make my Cowboys look or sound better than they were. Because that's 100% not what I'm doing. Because I'm not, I, there's there is no way I'm going to try to make this look, sound, or feel good about the Dallas Cowboys. More on that later. But Brock Purdy was 19-29, 214 yards, no touchdowns. You know, we, we've heard about, the rookie phenom, Mr. Irrelevant, and I'm, I'm not taking anything away from Purdy because he has been really good, all things considered, in this now 12-game winning streak. The Cowboys made him look human. If you don't think the Eagles are going to watch that film and figure out how to do it, I, the Eagles' defense overall better be, uh, is at least performing better than the Cowboys especially in their secondary. Let's be honest, the Cowboys probably should have had uh, a couple of interceptions in this game, and they didn't. Especially one in that touchdown drive that ended up being the, the difference today. Um, the Niners' defense um, played really, really, really well. Um, they disrupted the Cowboys enough um, to make mistakes, and 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 that was a difference and I think that's going to be the thing that's going to keep the Niners in it next week. Um but they're going to need them. They're going to need every bit of that defense next week. Um it's kind of like a sub subsect of of this game. Uh the Dallas Cowboys um fail again. Um it's what what are what are some of the stats let me let me pull them up here um the the level of failure for the Dallas Cowboys um they have gone 12 straight playoff appearances without reaching the NFL, NFC title game um the it's the longest streak in NFL history um so that that that's really good uh here's another one. The Cowboys have lost 7 straight games in the divisional round. It's the longest streak by any team since 1970. So things are good. Things are good in Dallas. Um I'm I'm like I'm not I'm not even mad. I was I was I was texting friends of mine after the game, um, who I l- love hearing from every time the Cowboys lose. Um but I'm 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 done with Dak, man. Um you know, back at the Jaguars loss, um, when it was a total team failure. Um I was maybe a bit heavy handed about Dak Prescott. Uh, I gave him his flowers last week against the Bucks. Um, I I did kind of put the little caveat there that it was against a eight and nine Tampa Bay Buccaneers team that lost the worst of that won the worst division in football. Let's be honest; they lost the worst division in football. Um, the biggest reason the Cowboys lost today was Dak Prescott. Uh, He threw two bad interceptions, underthrown balls into coverage. Both of them. Uh, Both of those led to 49er field goals. And one of those, the Cowboys were in the red zone. So you handed the 49ers six points at least. You probably took points off of your own score, uh, off your own scoreboard because, now look, I understand the kicking woes of Brett Maher, but he, he was good on field goals today, not on extra points. So you, you, the first interception led to a field goal. The second one probably took at least a field goal, maybe a touchdown off of your board at the end of the half when you were getting the ball after half and gave the Niners another one. So you took away 6 or more points from yourself. Jim, what was the uh what was the final score of that game? Let me tell you. The final score of that game today was 19 to 12. Boy. You know, I mean it's a 7-point difference, but hell. Oh, there was an a missed extra point. More on that in a second. Um, but those six points that Dak gave away, if not more, uh, were pretty fucking valuable. And then, you know, th- what was it? Three oh four left in the game. Three timeouts. The Niners go up seven. I said to my wife in the commercial. Between the Niners score and the Cowboys getting the ball, I said, I fully expect Dak to throw a pick six on this drive, possibly on the first play. And what happened on the first play? He underthrew his receiver and a uh, 49ers linebacker, pardon me, I forget who it was, dropped the pass. That hit him in the chest. It would have been a pick six. Um, And then on the next player. Was it third down? I've already forgotten. Uh, He missed a wide open Michael Gallup. That if he would have put the ball in the right place. Hell maybe Gallup would have even broken the tackle. And gone for six. But at least would have what? Been inside the 50? Inside the 40? But No. Dak just sails it. Um he's never going to be the guy. Okay? Period. End of story. I'm not saying Dak is the worst quarterback in the NFL. He's top twenty, sure. Top fifteen? I'm listening. Top ten. Let's go to court, you got to prove it. Okay. But he's never going to be that guy. The Cowboys are never going to take the next step with him there, and it's a shame because I like Dak. He's a good dude or at least appears to be. For the for all we can tell, he is a great person. But he's not going to be the guy that the Cowboys need him to be. And I'm done. Unfortunately, the Cowboys aren't done with him because he's under contract for three more seasons. So, that's great. Um, The Cowboys defense, man, they did all they could. I know people are going to look at the second half, uh, the the last part of the third quarter and the fourth quarter, um, and say that it was... uh, Try and put any of the blame on the defense. The defense did all they could. Like, again... All we've heard about for the last 12 weeks is how good Brock Purdy in this offense is. All the weapons, Debo Samuel and Ayuk and Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle, this defense was great today. Dan Quinn did a tremendous job of preparing for this game, and this defense did all they could until they couldn't anymore. Um... Again, credit to the 49ers for wearing him down. But the Cowboys' defense was great. Well, really good today. Uh, Brett Maher should not have been on the Cowboys' roster after what happened last Monday. Um, I understand he's been there before. He's been there for a while. Um, You believe in redemption. But that first extra point, which, again, Dak gave away six points. And a missed extra point because it was blocked. Um, oh, yeah, there's seven points. Congratulations. Um, but if that kick wasn't blocked, it would have went further left than it did, than it would have gone long. Um, I don't know what Maher's deal is. It didn't hurt the Cowboys last week. It, it, it hurt us today in a way. He shouldn't have been on that roster. Um th- this is going to be this is another off season of pain for the Dallas Cowboys 27 and counting uh since their last super bowl and I'm not I just I I don't know where this team goes. Uh Jerry Jones has already said that uh th- there's going to be that Mike McCarthy is going to be the coach next year. So one of one of the first things on my off season wish list has already been crossed off, because I'd love to have McCarthy fired. Uh, I'd love to have Kellen Moore fired. My hope is that he gets hired somewhere else as a head coach, because Jerry's too dumb to fire him. Um, I'd love to be able to move on from Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott, but good luck moving those contracts. Um. I, I like I it's I'm just sitting here going man I don't know I don't know what this team can do Can we hire a GM Never gonna happen because Jerry's an idiot, um, but to me like we, we saw today this this is the ceiling This is the highest the Cowboys are gonna go as long as Dak's the quarterback and Jerry's the owner slash general manager is uh they're gonna win games sometimes win the division. Maybe winning the wild card round and then lose embarrassingly in the divisional round, or lose the embarrassingly in the wild card round. That's who the Cowboys are until something can drastically change, which isn't going to happen anytime in the foreseeable future. Um, for all the for all my friends that and, that are and listeners that are Cowboys fans, um, yeah, I I, I feel our pain tonight. Um, for everybody who's not a Cowboys fan, I I get it. You're celebrating. Congratulations. Uh, we lost another one. You're safe from we damn boys again. Congratulations. Um, but yeah, I'm just, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm done. I'm done with Dak. Um, done with McCarthy, done with Kellen Moore, um, This team needs to make changes that they're not going to make. That's going to do it for the five observations. Uh, Hopefully, I'll be a little bit more jovial uh, this Tuesday night. Huddle Up Podcast live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Uh, Those are all at Huddle Up Podcast, as well as uh, you can find us on all podcast platforms. Check out our uh, merchandise over at T Public If you want to find any of the links Huddle Up related, just do so. Uh, on the link tree on our Facebook and Twitter pages. Uh, We would appreciate that. And until uh, Tuesday night when we talk to you live, stay safe, stay smart, and go for the win.